know that God likes to have conversations with us. <laughs> and, and as a church, we believe that this year God is talking with us about hungering for him. This was something that he began way back a few months ago at the beginning of the year. And, and it's a continuing theme that God is, we just sense God is, is forever reminding us about last prayer and praise evening. We, uh, we, we looked at how God indwells us. And, and a hunger for that, not a just a hunger for, for us to see God doing things, which is wonderful, but a hunger for God to dwell in us. And of course, he does, as we've heard this evening, by his, his Holy Spirit. And I have to think what Pastor Joe brought to us as God's word, don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. And, and I, think, I think we can be. I think we can, because of not being able to see perhaps misunderstandings or whatever, we can, we can be afraid. And I think that's a word for us to take into our hearts as well this evening, that there is nothing to be afraid of, this person of God, the Holy Spirit. And um, we, we're in the middle of a, a sermon series called Roots, where we're going back to the beginnings of the church. And last week, you remember, we as Nana mentioned, we, we, we talked about the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, which who is who's given to every one of us. As Peter said, believe, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will. You will receive this. He goes on to say, and this is a promise to you, to your children and to those that are far off, those that the father will call to himself. We have received him. And so we will be developing that a, a little further by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit t- tomorrow. But I'd like us to, to this evening just for a few moments to think about this uh, in terms of hungering for God, hungering uh, for the Holy Spirit. We know we don't have to ask him to, to come into us. Why not? He already has. <laughs> He's already there. If if you believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be your savior and your Lord, then you already have him. And as we said last week, unlimited. The unlimited God, (laughs) however we can comprehend that, has given given us without measure, Jesus says in John's gospel, the Holy Spirit, without limits. And so just taking that a little bit further tonight, I want to pick up on a little phrase that occurs a lot of times in the New Testament through the book of Acts particularly, but also in Paul's, other, Paul's letters to, to the churches about being full of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And just read some verses together that hopefully will help us in our prayer on this. Can we move on to the, to the next slide? This is uh, from Acts chapter 2, of course, and this is the record that we have of the day of Pentecost. Remember, Jesus had said to his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem because 
the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on you in power. So the Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all together in one place with one accord, about 120 by that time. The 12 had grown to about 120. That's not a bad increase, is it? Ten times. Not sure how long that took. It says that suddenly there came a sound from heaven. It was like a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. Seen a few artists' impressions of that. I'm not sure if any of them have caught it exactly, but the Bible says it happened. And uh, one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and the evidence, the proof of that at that time was that they began to speak in other languages. So here, when... As Jesus promised, the Holy Spirit would be poured out, prophesied in the Old Testament, of course, as well as the promises that Jesus gave through his ministry. The Holy Spirit was poured out right here at that very first instant. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. As I said on Sunday, he was given... And he is given without measure. But the experience of these 120 people was that when the Holy Spirit came, they were filled. And if you do a word study on that word filled, you'll find it's not a spiritual word. Do you know what it means? It means filled. That's not difficult. Even I can understand that. They were filled. They were full. Full. Absolutely full. Filled with the Holy Spirit. He came. He entered into their lives. He filled their lives. And this is the first instance that we have of the Holy Spirit coming into the lives of people. The next uh, verses that we have from Acts 4, uh, Peter and John had been on the way to, to church. There was a lame man there. God healed them, healed the lame man through them. It created this uproar in the city. They were arrested. They were warned not to, to talk about Jesus, not to do these things. And, and they were released and they went to a, to a prayer meeting. They didn't, they didn't go and chill out. They went to pray, just like, like us here. It says, and when, when they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken. And once again, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I think it's important to, to understand here, they hadn't leaked the Holy Spirit. They didn't have little holes in their spiritual being and the Holy Spirit had leaked out. Neither had they given the Holy Spirit away so that they were running out. Can you see what I'm saying? So they didn't leak the Holy Spirit. They didn't 
give the Holy Spirit away and we're running short. And yet here again, when they pray, he fills them. He fills them. He completely and totally consumes, saturates and consumes their whole being. They were actually praying for boldness. They'd been arrested. I can't remember if they were beat up on that occasion, but they were threatened, certainly. They came out and said, Lord, give us more boldness that we may proclaim. And the Holy Spirit filled them. He, he came in and he took over. And if you continue to read from this verse onwards, you'll begin to read and see what happened as a result of then. Next verse, please, Sergei. So a few chapters on in the book of Acts, we read about Saul. And when you pick up the story of him, he's a bit of a violent character. He has it in his heart that these Christians or the people of this way, as they were called then, were wrong and should be imprisoned, beaten, persecuted and even killed. But Jesus met with him. Isn't Jesus so gracious? Yeah, sometimes we see things that people do wrong and and we we maybe feel in our heart that, that God should teach them a lesson or have some of his anger and wrath upon them or wrath and But Jesus is so gracious, he meets with him. Saul is so impacted by that meeting that he's blinded and he he goes to stay in a house and the Lord, again so graciously, sends one of his his servants, Ananias, uh, uh, to go and pray with him. And it says, And Ananias went his way, entered the house where Saul was. He laid hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this was just right at the beginning of of Saul's Christian life as, as a follower of Jesus. He was healed and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, what the, the picture that, that I get as I read through these verses is that, is that this was the normal experience of these Christians. That, that what God did for them was to fill them with the Holy Spirit. He didn't go to them and say, how much of the Holy Spirit would you like? How much of your life would you like to give over to the Holy Spirit? How much of your being would you like for him to come in and, and be in control of? How much would you like to keep for yourself? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that. God gives the Holy Spirit without measure. And, and when he comes into our being, the intention is that we are filled That means that he has the ability, it is his intention, it is his will, the will of God, that when he comes into our life, that he influences and affects every single area. And that's the case with these disciples. Now, Nonna spoke about this desire in the heart to to speak and reach to 
those that are lost and dying in their sin. That is something that happens when the Holy Spirit has filled us. He was given, partly the Bible says, to to give us power so that when we witness, the Holy Spirit takes those words and empowers them and brings them to life in people. And I think that sometimes, sometimes we can, when we think of the Holy Spirit, limit and restrict just by our misunderstanding or our ignorance that when the Holy Spirit comes, it's a partial filling. But you don't read of that in Scripture. It doesn't exist. It's a a filling, which means that there's room for nothing else. And this is how the Holy Spirit works. He, when we invite him, we ask him to come into our life, he is fully expecting to enter every area of our life and to have access to everything, to take over, to, in our minds, the Bible talks about the renewing of our mind by the Spirit of God, Therefore, our choices and our decisions, our actions, the Bible talks about if we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, then we will put to death the deeds of the flesh. It's a full work. Can you see how this affects all of our lives, the whole of our life? One last scripture, which is from uh, Ephesians 5, and, and I think in, when, when Paul writes this letter, he's actually very, very serious about this. He's not just having a go at people who drink too much. If you read the context of Ephesians chapter 5, he's talking about a very practical way of living as those that have been filled with the Holy Spirit. After these verses, he goes on to talk to uh, bosses and employees. He goes on to talk to husbands and wives and children. Very practical. And so in this, he, he, he says, don't be drunk with wine. And I do think that's literal. I do think that's literal. When we allow alcohol, and for that case, anything really, to, to come into our bodies and cause us to lose self-control. Self-control is, is a fruit of what? The Holy Spirit then whatever it is that, that, that we've consumed or allowed to come into our life, that is in control. It doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs. It can be something that becomes addictive. And so he, he says, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't, don't let anything else come in to that degree that you give it mastery of your life. It's quite sobering, isn't it? So he says, don't be drunk with wine because, and this is the New Living Translation, it will ruin your life. But instead, 
Give your whole life over to the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Be filled. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a not a complicated, not a difficult concept that we're, that we're going to take into prayer right now. But I believe that it, it is a really important one. And one that, that is consistent through, through the scriptures. These are just a, a few of a whole number of other um, examples of where it talks about being filled with the Spirit. Do a little study of it and you'll see that it is the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's that, it's that deliberate and conscious awareness that we are giving our lives over to God. That is what gives him that license to, to, to work within us and, and to work through us. And I think that sometimes we, we are mistaken that we can give a little bit. I can give this little bit. We sung tonight, Helen mentioned it again. He actually gave everything. God gave everything for us. That's the value that he, he puts on us. And what I believe God intends for us and expects for us in terms of the, the presence of his Holy Spirit in us is that he should fill us. And in filling us, affect God affect every, every part of our lives. That's how we can, that's how we can walk a, in a life surrounded by sin and yet be still free from it. That's how we can fulfill the purpose of God in our life. And, and our human minds would perhaps argue and say, well, surely 50% full is better than nothing. And my response to that, friends, is this. I don't think, I don't think that exists. Our, our, um, the state of our heart could be that, that, that we, we want to give God most of our life, but we want to hold back to some of it. I don't see that existing. I see that God, God gives fully and he expects fully. He fills us with the Holy Spirit so that all of us, every part of us, can be under his control. Jesus said, he, I, I, I don't do anything that is outside of what the Holy Spirit shows me is the will of the Father. That was his life. That was his life. And I think it's great in some ways for us to pray, Lord, use us like you use Jesus. But the, 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 the balancing part of that is that Jesus was able to do what his Father gave him to do because he was filled with the Holy Spirit and only did what the Holy Spirit spoke to him about and directed him. And so as we close tonight, I want us to take some time to pray 
about the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Have we, by measure, received in our minds, in our own understanding? Have we, by measure, said, okay, God, there's this much, but the rest, I don't feel ready yet. As Pastor Joe said, there, in terms of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing to be scared of, nothing to be frightened of. If it's our family, if it's our relationships, it's our future, if it's our money, if it's our time, if it's where we live, whatever it is, it is best, best in God's hands. Best in his hands, not just better, but best in his hands, under his control. And so, please can we take, take the last 10 minutes to pray and seek God on this, that God would speak personally into our heart concerning this. And God, is, God never condemns us, never. God does speak very directly to us, and God will help us. He will help us to, to grasp in our hearts, our spirit, what he wants to do as he fills us with the Holy Spirit, taking all limitations off of what he can do and work through us. Some of us may have said, I could never do that by the Holy Spirit and, and yielding to his, his control, his reigning in our life. Yes, we can. And that's a beautiful place of freedom and liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. Freedom to do all that God has given for us to do. It's not a pressure on us. Our role is to say, Lord, I receive the fullness of your Holy Spirit to come into my life. And to reign and to rule and to speak to me of your ways, to lead me into all truth. He empowers me to do what you have called me to do. He enables me to not only have victory over the power of sin, but to stay free from it. He leads me always into victory. He helps and he comforts. He speaks on my behalf as an advocate. He is the very power of God living in us. Oh God, to the full. To the full. And I would say, let's not pray, Lord, fill me. <laughs> because we have the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that's wrong. But let's just say, I receive the fullness. The fullness. Can we pray this?